Let's do that hockey. You're listening to the Dauber Prospects Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Harling, and this is going to be episode 75, and it's going to be another installment of the 2020 World Junior Previews. And today we're going to be talking about Team Finland, and I am super happy to be joined by our Director of European Scouting at Dauber Prospects, none other than Yoki Nevelein. And Yoki, welcome back to the podcast, bud. It's really great to chat with you again, man. Thanks, Pete. Nice to be here. Yeah. All right. So let's do a little World Juniors talk. The tournament's coming up in less than a week's time. And um, I love the World Juniors. It's so great for scouting for your fantasy hockey team. It is the best prospects in the world, all playing t- uh, in a nice little tight tournament over the course of about... Two weeks, and uh, Finland is... Finland's an interesting nation. Uh, they got the gold medal last year. Um, quarterfinal loss the year before that. Facing relegation uh, the year before that. And then they had a couple of gold medals the pre- two out of the previous three seasons before that. So it's kind of all or nothing with Finland by the looks of it in the last uh, number of years. Uh, I think that's very interesting. And uh, just doing a quick look over the roster, I would say that, you know, they have a pretty good chance to be more of an all than a nothing team this year. I really like their outlook. What is your overall assessment of their chances heading into the tournament? Uh, Yeah, I think on paper, they probably have the fourth or fifth best roster. So definitely not a favorite going in. But it's a short tournament, and anything can happen in a single game elimination tournament. So, so we'll see. But uh, I wouldn't classify them as uh, favorites going in. All right, I think I might be a little higher on Finland than you are, but uh, you're the expert, so we'll we'll default to you. And I think a lot of that might have to do with um, the health of Anton Lundell. He has not been named to the roster yet. Uh, we were just talking a little bit before we started recording about him off air, as we were the radio show, you would say. Um, I think it's, uh, I think he's a linchpin for their success. He's one of the top prospects coming up for this draft. And you can't always put a lot of confidence or faith in a draft eligible prospect at the world juniors because it's a 19 year olds tournament. Um, But I think Lundell would certainly give them a tremendous uh, offensive boost. If, if he's healthy enough to play, um, what's what's your take on on Lundell? Let's start with him. Yeah, he would definitely be a top player on this team. So uh, even though he is a draft eligible guy, he already played at the World Juniors a year ago, and he's already playing in his second season in the in the Finnish Liga. So he has all that experience and plays a very mature two way game, and and maybe more known for his defensive side of things but uh he can he can do a lot of things offensively against his peers so uh yeah i think he would be a top two player on this team if he's healthy enough to play yeah he was one of the top rated prospects for the draft and ranked very highly on our fantasy ranking the draft episode that we did um a couple episodes back and was posted on uh, on the site a week or so ago, what you helped contribute to. Where did you rank him overall for fantasy 
uh was he third on your list uh no no i think i think i had him like eight or something like that so uh wow. uh but i think that's mostly because of upside i value upside very highly in fantasy hockey i don't see his upside being uh all that great but his certainty nhl certainty is very high and i think at the bare minimum he'll be a number two center so the it, it just depends on what you value in prospects i guess Fair enough. Yeah, um, there's a lot of th- lot of factors to look at. What is their certainty? What is their upside? What's the wait time? Um, so let's say he's healthy and he plays in this tournament and he puts up a decent amount of points, plays in a top uh, top pairing down the middle for for Finland. What, what do you see him doing next year? He'll be drafted in the top ten in the draft this year, probably close to the five range. I would think he's got a, a shot at. Um, could he be in the NHL as soon as next season? Yeah, I think so. He's one of the older players in this draft class, has more experience than maybe anyone else in this draft class. So, so yeah, uh, with that mature two-way game and all of that, I think he's ready to step right in and be in the NHL next season. Well, I would really, really like to see that um, as a player that I, I mentioned on a previous episode as well. I acquired three first-round picks in one of my leagues. So he might be in the wheelhouse of where I'll be picking with one of my first two picks. So uh, I would really like an opportunity to watch him. So I hope that whatever it is that's ailing him, if it's a, an, a physical injury or an illness or an elbow or whatever, uh, they're not being very uh, communicative about what's going on with him. But I, I hope that he's a player that either gets named to the roster shortly or they leave a spot open in hopes that, you know, uh, after maybe some Christmas, putting some Christmas turkey on it, he'll feel better. Uh, and be good to go for Finland and, and join the team, uh, maybe join the round robin for for a medal push. So let's take a look at some of the rest of the roster. Um, and let's start at the back end and work our way out, because one of the players I'm most excited to talk to you about uh, that I think is going to be one of the absolute breakout players for the tournament is their goaltender, Yusis Anunen. Uh, I really like what I'm reading and, and seeing from you come out about this player. Uh, we talked a little bit about him as well before recording. Uh, based on some of your intel, I was recently able to add him as a free add on my own fantasy roster in the DPFHL, and I'm super stoked about that. Um, I think he's a player that after this tournament, a lot of eyebrows in North America will be raised uh, and they'll be scrambling to add him to their fantasy rosters. He's still only 4% fan tracks owned. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about what some of the reasons are why I'm so so stoked up about you, Sisanunin? Yeah, uh, I've been actually a bit surprised uh, by how how little known he's in in North America right now because he's always been a very highly uh, rated prospect in Finland. Uh, so I, I've just assumed that everyone was well aware of him, but uh, I guess that's not true. After all, but yeah, I think that will change after the World Juniors. I think he will be one of the top goalies there. Uh, he, he's always been great. Uh, I think at, when, he, when he was draft eligible, he was the best goalie in the Finnish Junior League and then moved up to the Mestis level at 18. And now at 19, he's a number one goalie in the Liga, playing on the best team in that league. So, and putting him ridiculous numbers so 
so yeah, he has that track record all the way back to his junior age, and what what he's doing this season is unheard of in in the Finnish league. Yeah, I talked about him on a, on an episode previously, not too long ago, as one of my prospects to to know or, or to watch. And I think I even mentioned him in the ramblings as well on Dauber Prospects recently. Uh, he, in about 12 games, he had, what was it, about five shutouts or something along those lines? I think at, at some point he had like 45% shutout rating. So almost, almost half the games he was putting up shutouts, so... And his his uh, the other goalie isn't really a backup goalie too on on Carpad either. Um, it's a good goal. I forget who it is off the top of my head. Maybe you can remember. Yeah, Patrick Rubar. He, yeah. The, the the Red Wings signed him. I think a year year ago, two years ago, and he he's I think he spent a year in the AHL and then then returned to Europe when he wasn't really getting a chance to play at the NHL level. But but yeah, he's a bit older. I think twenty. 6 or 25 something like that but a really good goalie as well so it's not right. like the, the number one job was handed to Anun and at any point he just stole the job from him yeah for sure um, and he's got uh, I'm just looking at his, his profile on Elite Prospects he's got great size 6'4 207 he's a third round uh, draft pick by Colorado in the 2018 draft this is his first full season uh, in the Liga, and uh, one player from Finland, that a goalie from Finland in the past, World Juniors, that, that I really kind of fell in love with was Veni Vehanlainen. Um, do you see this sort of better upside from Anunen than Vehanlainen, or kind of similar? As Vehanlainen, I couldn't believe he went undrafted for as long as he did, and finally got picked uh, by Minnesota recently. Um making my Vehalainen fantasy ownership dreams come true. Uh, he's a third-round pick, so Columbus, he was never... Columbus, Wait, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so Anunin was, was first-time draft eligible selected, and he's got a gold medal with Finland to his credit as well with the U18s, I believe. Um, yeah, and he had, or was a it great, a... he had a great tournament there. He was the undisputed number one goalie for Finland. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and he, he was really a major reason why Finland won that gold. So so if you had a choice to own either one of these goalies in fantasy hockey, which one would you pick right now? Uh, well, I definitely see more upside in Annunen. I think he can be a, a definite number one goalie at the NHL level. Vehvilainen is more of a... Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be a 1A, 1B type of goalie, but, but maybe his prices and becomes a legitimate starter as well. But then again, Anunen is further away, so if, if you take that into account, it becomes a closer race. All right. So he's, in my opinion, the undisputed starting goalie for the tournament and we're playing all of the, the metal games that they play in. Am I correct on that assumption? Or do you think... Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, the other goalie would be, I believe it's Jasper uh, Patkarainen. Saying that wrong, of course. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Ainen. Patrick Ainen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's he's playing in Mestis, the second tire men's league. So, uh, he's a he's a fine goalie for this level, but not going to be a threat for Anunen. 
So I was recently speaking to Steve Cornianus doing the USA episode, and, and we were saying that uh, Spencer Knight is the undisputed number one goalie for USA, but you know he let me know about the other goalies that they have and and uh, as options in net. And you know if Knight doesn't uh, can't play the whole tournament because of injury, or uh, if they want to just give him an, a game off against one of the uh, one of the lower ranked teams, uh, that he they'll still be in really great shape. Uh, is Finland? gonna live and die with Yusuf Sanunin or do they have a little bit of hope and support with uh with Jasper uh well I, I think Patrick Garden can do a good job against the lower end teams but uh <clears throat> I wouldn't want to use him against the top teams so right so yeah I think that if they want to go uh further than than a top eight finish then they they need Anun and to play all the important games and he's been dealing with some sort of an injury as well lately but all, all the indications are that he will be ready to go at the world juniors so well he is one of the the players i'm, I'm most uh interested and excited to watch out of the entire tournament so uh, i'm looking forward to that uh looking over all the the rest of the roster they don't have any uh unless uh, Lundell makes the roster. They don't have any 2020 draft eligible first time players. They'll have a number of players who have gone undrafted that will be eligible again as um, uh, overagers. And uh, they'll have one 2021 draft eligible player making the roster as a youngster uh, on Ford. And we'll get to him. Uh, but that leads me to believe that this is a mostly older team as well. Canada's got a couple of draft eligible players on their roster, as, as many as two to three players or four, actually. You've got Lafreniere, Byfield, um, Mercer, and Drysdale all currently on the roster, but one of them might get cut yet. Um, USA doesn't have any draft eligible players uh, at 18 years old. Uh, so Finland is kind of following more of the USA older 19 year old roster uh makeup overall as well this time yeah and uh, it's a bit surprising because they had two really good options uh defenseman Topi Niemela and then forward Ronnie Hirvonen who are both 17 year olds playing in the league already and both have been playing very well uh, I was very very surprised when when they were cut uh, hmm couple of weeks ago so uh, I think they they definitely could have used those two 17 year olds but the coaching staff seems to favor the older guys so well they have eight defensemen currently still on the roster let's talk about some of the guys that uh, made those draft eligibles expendable um, starting at the top you've got Vili Hanola and Lassie Thompson uh, Winnipeg Jets and Ottawa Senators it's a nice left hand right hand combination so safe to say those two will be the the top pairing yeah i think so they they played together i think the first first tournament of the season in august they, they were used together on the top pair and on the top power play so i think that will continue at the world juniors as well so that they will be they will be some of the top players on this team for sure Right on. So I think uh, Villa Hanola will probably be the most recognizable household name on the Finnish uh, blue line. He's a Jets first round pick, 20th overall in 2019. He's um, 
he's playing in, in the the league right now. How's he looked this season? Is he uh, a fantasy uh, contention player? Are both these guys? Do they have good offensive upside, or are we looking at just shut down defensemen? Uh, no, I I would classify both of them as offensive guys. So uh, he started the season with the Jets, uh, then was sent down to the AHL, and then returned to to the Finnish Liga. Uh, he's he struggled a bit. When he returned to Finland, uh, his usage hasn't been all that great. Hasn't been seeing the same kind of power play time as he saw last season, and and all that. Uh, that's why his point totals don't really look not nice right now. But uh, he's a really talented offensive guy. Uh, I think this is just a temporary hiccup, and and at some point he will get back to where he was last season and what he showed with the Jets in the NHL early this season. Yep, 14 points in 34 games in the Liga last year, and another four and seven playoff games. That's not so bad. And then five points in eight games with the Jets this season. Um, that's really impressive. Gold and four assists. Uh, Winnipeg had, you know, Buffalo holding out and a number of injuries that that might have allowed for uh, a little bit earlier than than Winnipeg would have liked out of necessity uh, addition to the to the NHL roster. Um, then they sent him down to the HL. I don't know why he decided to come back home. Uh, is there like a homesick thing there? Maybe do you have any idea why they decided to assign him back to Finland? Uh, well, I think young kids don't really want to play in the AHL. So if, if they know that they uh, don't have any opportunities to play at the NHL level, then they usually prefer to go back to Europe for the time being and and just develop here. Uh, I think Heinola, he's physically very immature. He needs to add a lot of weight. So I think because of that, it's better for him to play in Europe where it's it's less physical and he can focus more on off-ice training during the season even. Right. And he's still only 18 years old. So I kind of yeah. get that want-to-be-at-home thing with the whole language and and culture and and food and all of those things that you're comfortable and familiar with. Uh, so let's talk about his uh, defensive partner, uh, Lassie Thompson. Uh, what's uh, what can we expect to see from him? Uh, a lot of shots. <laughs> he, he loves to shoot. He has a great shot. Uh, he can really uh, shoot it with a heavy, heavy one timer and. I think he will be the main trigger guy on, on the top power play because of that from the left half wall. So uh, he, he's been a bit up and down in the league this season. He's shown a lot of good things offensively, but uh, there's still work to be done in his all-around game. But but yeah, uh, a lot of good things with the puck. And I think his defensive game is developing all the time. All right. I remember... Being in the in the draft in Vancouver, Ottawa Senators selected him in the first round, 19th overall. And a couple of the people who I was hanging around with really raised an eyebrow uh, at that pick, thinking that that was a bit of a reach, um, to, to put it politely. Did you think that at the time either that was a reach or do you still think it was a reach? Or do you think maybe it was then, but now he's starting to make Ottawa look like they knew what they were doing all along? Uh, I had him, I think, around... 35 so, uh, so a, a bit of a bit of a reach but uh but not an egregious one 
yeah, then again, the, the guys in that range were pretty similar. So uh, I think it was a fine choice, not a bad one, but uh, not, not one I would have made at that point. And what he's shown this season pretty much uh, is, is a similar story. So I still think uh, late first, early second is, is fine for him. All right, so those those are the big horses on defense in uh, in Finland. Uh, another player who I want to get your opinion on because I have no I know nothing about him actually would be uh, Kim Nusiainen. 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 Man, I'm trying. I'm trying, Yoki. <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell me about this kid because I I really want to find out a little bit more about him. He's someone who I'll probably keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, he's a really good offensive guy, a small guy, but can do great things with the puck, a uh, great skater. Uh, he was a, a risk taker last season, but uh, when he was playing in the junior league, but this season he's been a full-time Liga player, and his all-around game has been improving a lot. Uh, he hasn't been getting a lot of power play time. He was getting some early in the season, but then... He was taken off the power play. He wasn't producing there. He's not really ready to produce at the men's level, uh, but he can hold his own and make a lot of good breakout passes already now. And I think in a couple of years, he'll be an offensive star in Europe and then go to North America and, and try to do the same at the NHL level. So, yeah, I like his upside a lot, but he's not quite uh, at the same level with Heinola and Thompson at this point. He's a bit behind them in his development. All right. Well, he is a 19-year-old. He was also a 2019 draft. Los Angeles Kings picked him in the fourth round. And uh, if he has a good tournament, this might be someone who you want to keep an eye on because his Fantrax ownership is 0%. So pretty positive he's available in your league, and uh, it might be a it might be a, a, a good sleeper, late, long term play fantasy option on your defense. A um, couple other players uh, down the depth chart. You've got Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Anatoly Honka, and Toronto Maple Leafs Miko Kokinen, um, and San Jose Sharks Santeri Hatakata. Hataka. Man, that's closer. That's close. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Out out of the three of those guys, or maybe Tony Uten and um, Vancouver Canucks, which one of those four remaining defensemen do you think is the most fantasy relevant or has the potential to have an impact on the tournament? Uh, Definitely Anthony Honka. Uh, He he has great offensive skills as well. So all all the top four guys for Finland are offensive guys, but they all play at the men's level in the league so they they've been forced to improve their all-around game and i think it's it's good enough right now that they're not a liability defensively uh Honga is a is a bit of a wild card you never really know what you'll get from him he he takes a lot of risks uh, but when they work they look amazing he, he can make amazing passes that very few people can uh but yeah, sometimes they backfire and coaches don't really like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think also uh, he's going to he's going to be a 
top four guy and get power play time because that's that's where his strengths are. And long term, I like his upside a lot, but he needs to uh, improve his decision making, uh, understand better when when to take those risks and when to not take them. His contract expires at the end of this season over in Liga. Um, I expect that at 19 years old, he's probably going to uh, sign another contract and and stay at least one more season over there. Um, and even if he signs a longer term contract, it's not like the KHL. It's not there's a transfer agreement in place. So if you know he signs a three year contract and plays one more year and then makes. Carolina, he can he can exit out of that contract. So, what do you think the NHL ETA is uh, for for Honka? Um, I think he's gonna require a few years. So, let's say three to four years of development before we start seeing him at the NHL level. Uh, we we saw a bad example in his older brother Julius, who who was rushed to the AHL level and then to the NHL level, and now. Both of them are playing on the same team in the league, so right. <laughs> it's better to stay stay in Europe for a bit longer. And when you're actually ready to make that uh, take that next step, then at that point move over to North America. And as you said, the the Liga contracts don't really you, you don't need to worry about them for NHL purposes. So yeah, uh, Liga teams never refuse to allow their players to go and play in the NHL if they are ready to do that. So, Right on. All right, so let's move up to the forward ranks uh, and talk about some of the more interesting players here. So we already talked about Lundell, and hopefully he's able to either make the tournament for when it starts or, or join it midway uh, if they can keep a roster spot open for him. So fingers crossed that we get to watch uh, 2020 draft eligible prospect Anton Lundell in the World Juniors with Finland. Um, speaking of draft eligible prospects, I mentioned that there's one coming up in 2021, and that would be uh, Atu Ratu, who, before we started recording, you told me how to pronounce that name correctly. Um, R A T Y is the last name pronounced R A T U. So if you want to look him up uh, on your in your league or on Elite Prospects, that's where you'll you'll find him or on Dauber Prospects. Uh, so this is a player who is 2021 draft eligible. He's a late birthday, which pushes him out of this year's draft, unfortunately. Um, so he's not necessarily that young. It's not like he's 16 years old. Uh, he just turned 17 about a month ago. Uh, 6'1", 181, uh, already playing in the Liga. Uh, tell me a little bit about this player. I am all ears. Uh, yeah, uh, everything is pointing towards Arturatu becoming the first overall pick in the 21 draft, and that would be a first time in history when a Finnish player gets drafted first overall. So uh, we're really hoping for that to happen, but there's a lot of time before that draft, so we'll see. But yeah, uh, he, he's a great prospect, uh, has all the tools to become a uh, an elite level number one center at the NHL level, great size, great skating, an amazing shot, great passer. Uh, and he's been, he hasn't played a lot of games at the men's level, but you can see that he's starting to figure out what he needs to do at the men's level. So he's already learning to use his body more to, 
to protect the puck and battle for pucks uh, by the board. So he's already learning all those things at, at, a, at a young age. So uh, that's a, definitely a positive sign. And in the Helsinki tournament about a month ago, uh, he was one of Finland's best players, maybe even the best one. And he was playing a fourth line role there. So uh, it doesn't seem to matter what kind of a role he's given. Uh, he's always impressing. Nice. Nice. And he's got a older brother as well on the roster. So if you're watching the tournament, uh, don't be surprised uh, that the, you hear the name a lot because he'll have the puck hopefully a lot. But, you know, younger players tend to, to not get the, the premium ice time at the World Junior Tournament. As I mentioned, it is a 19-year-old players tournament. Um, but he does have a slightly older brother, Aku Ratu, who's six foot 170, um, but does not have the same sort of upside he was drafted uh, just this past draft in uh 2019 he's a fifth round 141st overall pick by the arizona coyotes so not necessarily as fantasy relevant uh at this time he still has time to change our mind but um not the not the route two you want to own um okay so that's two forwards down let's move on uh, the list a little bit and another player who I think has sleeper, sneaky good fantasy upside and value uh, is a player who was another one of the prospects you need to know that I talked about recently on the podcast and, and wrote about on Dauber Prospects. And that's a fourth round pick from 2019, uh, Matthias Michelli. And he has done a lot to change our mind and make him fantasy relevant this season. Noki, why don't you tell us a little bit about what he's done so far? Uh, yeah. Uh, to start the season, Finland had, had a tournament in August, and they had two teams, like kind of a A and B teams. Marcelli was playing on the B team, and he was really the best player on that team. But for whatever reason, they decided to not include him on the summer showcase roster but what he's done since then has been just incredible i think he's a point per game player in the league in his rookie season at age 18 so that's just incredible last season everyone was talking about alexi hebonimi who was putting up similar points but Marcelli is like nine months younger than hebonimi was at the time so uh, what he's doing now is even more impressive and doesn't seem to get that kind of a hype in North America yet, but uh, I think that will change at the World Juniors. Marcelli is definitely one of the most talented offensive guys on this roster, so he'll, he'll play a big role. Yeah, there's a lot about him that really resonates with fantasy hockey. Uh, so for starters bit of a, a late bloomer there right he's a guy who is a fourth round pick in his his first go around in the draft it's just turned 19 in october and uh since then his value has skyrocketed to your point he's got 10 goals and 25 points in 26 games uh this season on liga liga and if he wants to come over to north america it won't be his debut as he's already had two seasons playing hockey in North America in the USHL, playing for uh, Dubique the two seasons prior to this, before his draft. Now he's playing pro hockey, so already used to North American hockey, 
in the smaller rinks, already used to the North American lifestyle, already used to playing pro, only 1% fan tracks owned, and you own him in the DPFHL, so you're probably that 1%. <laughs> so here's a player who should be available in your league um, and has, I think, really sneaky good tremendous fantasy upside and i'm certain that that fantrax ownership is going to creep up once the real juniors comes around uh he's his contract is 2021 plus one so i guess that means he's got an option to extend it um you know he, like i said he's already been in north america do you think there's a chance that he, he comes over to play in either the ahl and compete for our roster call-up during the season or, or even possibly make coyotes roster next season at a training camp uh, I think the rest of this season will show if he's ready. I think the the Liga playoffs are the best indication of of readiness for the next step. So last season we had Heponiemi and Kupari who were just tremendous during the regular season, but then when the playoffs started, you you could barely see them on the ice. They were just invisible. And at that point, I said that okay, both of these guys need another year. They're not really ready to make that jump. Both of them went to the AHL and results haven't been all that great. So so I think the rest of this season will show if Marcello is ready for that next step or not. Sorry, that was Heponiemi and who is the other player? Kupari. Right. Who is Who's... On, on this team as well. Well, there's a nice segue right there, isn't there? Let's talk about Rasmus Kupari. And uh, you just said that he had a really strong season last year, uh, failed to deliver in the playoffs and is now um, toiling in the... AHL. He'll have a prominent role for Finland this year at the World Juniors. Uh, it's safe to say he should be the number one center. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think it depends on Lundell's availability. Uh, if they are both on the team, then it's we'll see what happens if they move Kupare to wing or if right. they split the two to and, different and to be... lines. But yeah, and to be fair, he's not really crap in the bed in the in the AHL this year. He's got eight points through 27 games, which is a far cry from the 33 and 43 he had last season in uh, in the Liga. But uh, you know, it's it's a different league. It's a it's a little bit bigger. It's smaller ice, so you factor in that he is only 19 years old and he's making that adjustment to the North American size and culture and lifestyle and and all of those good things. Um, that I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be hitting the panic button. I'm not even surprised that or disappointed that his numbers are, are where they are at in the AHL right now. Uh, I think the upside on him is, is still tremendous and, and very good. Uh, he's a highly decorated gold medal, silver medal league championship. Um, I, yeah, he sh- looks like he should be the, the, the go-to number one center for Finland. Um, I don't know if he's a leading the tournament or even the team, and scoring kind of a player for for that matter, I think he's got a much better all round kind of two way game. Um, would you kind of uh, agree with that assessment of him? Uh, yeah, he should be a definitely a leading player on this team, both sides of the puck. So, uh, not necessarily a leading scorer, but definitely could be on this team. Uh, not not for the tournament, but for this team. And yeah, uh, I agree that his his season in the AHL it's not bad, but it's not that great either. And I think the plan for all pretty much all the European prospects when they go to North America, they don't want to spend more than a year in the AHL. 
So they want to be ready enough that they, after a year in the AHL, they can jump to the NHL. And that's that's not going to happen with Kupari. I, I don't think so. So that's why I think he, he left a year too early, but it doesn't really change anything for his long-term projects. And so he's, he's still got that uh, good upside to be a, at least a number two center at the NHL level. Yeah, uh, and I think that's, you know, hey, number two center at the NHL level is, last time I looked, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and if they move him to wing, which is definitely a possibility in, in LA, then he could even be a top-line winger. So the center position is a bit more difficult to overtake the number one position at the NHL level. All right. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to watching him play. He'll definitely be there. Another player who is kind of on the roster, but I'm not sure of his availability, maybe you can shed some light on this for me, is uh, Patrick Pistola, Carolina Hurricanes' third-round pick from uh, the draft this last year. Uh, He had a nasty hit and uh, is kind of listed as as injured on fan track, uh, elite prospects. Uh, what's his current status? Is is he is he healthy? Do you know if he's uh, available or, or expected to be ready to go for the tournament? Uh, yeah, it, it's not a sure thing, but I believe he was on that plane that went to Czech Republic today, uh, earlier today. So uh, I think they are thinking that he's close enough uh, to be included on that roster. I'm not sure if he's going to play in the Finland will play two pre-tournament games. Uh, one on Saturday and then another one on Monday. I'm not sure if Puistola is going to be playing there, but uh, there's still a week before the World Juniors officially start. So I think they believe that he's going to be ready for that. Right. And he's uh, he's a goal scorer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, not that traditional guy who has a amazing shot or anything like that but he's really smart with the puck and can can finish in small spaces so he he's really good in front of the net as well even though he's not a big guy but because of his quick hands and uh, smarts he can finish plays close to close to the blue paint speaking of uh, of underwhelming stats um he might be at the top of that list for for players with underwhelming stats. 15 games in in Liga, only one assist to show for it so far this season. Um, yeah, sure, he's young. Uh, is is it because he's getting very small uh, ice time? Yeah, I think he's averaging like eight minutes per game with Tapara, and that's just because the Tapara head coach doesn't like young players. <laughs> he's never liked them. So uh, he was loaned to Jukurit for. I think six games or something like that and put up like five points there. So uh, as yeah. soon as he was getting real ice time in the legal level, he, he was putting up points. So it's just a matter of usage. All right. So this is a player who might also be uh, a little bit underrated heading into the tournament. Yeah, yeah, definitely could be. Uh, he... He slipped on the draft. I'm not quite sure why. I thought he was a, a late first round pick. He he slipped to the third round, but I still have high hopes for him. Yeah, right. And he is only four percent fan track zones as well. I think it was. Uh, yeah. So, um, hopefully, this is a player that 
uh, can can be good to go for the tournament and um, and can really impress us as well. Uh, so that's most of the top players. Uh, Stampo Ranta is in uh, he's in the NCAA. Uh, Anti Sorella and uh, Christian Tanis is an undrafted. Um, one of the undrafted players that's that's made this roster. Um, you have a profile for him up on on Dopper Prospects. You're a little bit surprised that he's gone undrafted. Tell me a little bit about Christian Tennis. Uh, yeah, well, I think the problem with him is that uh, he's small and not a great skater. So uh, teams are still scared of that combination. But I think he's he's such a smart player that he will overcome that and be able to become an NHL player despite that. But yeah, uh, he was amazing at the U18s a couple of years ago. Uh, just a top player for Finland. And he, he didn't have a great season in the junior league back then. So it was sort of understandable that he didn't get drafted in his first try. But last season, he, he was amazing in Mestis, the second tire men's league in Finland. And I was... I was certain that he would get drafted then and uh, didn't happen. Hopefully next summer, uh, his third time, uh, he gets drafted somewhere uh, after the first four rounds, I think so. Somewhere in the fifth to seventh round. Right. Uh, just a little bit of context to your your comments there. Uh, in Mestis last year, we had 44 points in 33 games. This season so far on loan to Ukraine in the Liga, he's got eight points, two goals, and six assists. Um, so eight points in 20 games. He's a minus five with about 30 penalty minutes. Um, I don't think being five foot eight, 159 is is that big of a deal in the NHL anymore. Uh, I think um, enough players that size or smaller are having enough success at the NHL level that um, the, the way the rules have changed and the game has changed and the speed and all that, it, it's made it acceptable for players of pretty much any size. As long as you're you're, you're skilled enough and fast enough, then you know size kind of goes by the wayside. Uh, but you mentioned skating as, as another one of the warts in his game. That could be a real problem. Uh, so he's a player who uh, I think... When I'm watching Finland play in the this coming tournament, I'll be looking at him, and, and skating will be something that uh, I'll keep an eye out on and and, and see. Was it is his speed or uh, his edge work uh, that are that need improvement? Uh, speed mostly. So you would expect a guy his size to be a, a bit faster, but doesn't really have that uh, have that great speed. But uh, in in small spaces, he can he can dance. A little bit, so not not the best edge work guy either, but uh, decent in that area. So, well, talking to a scared about skating one one time, he said, you know, if skating is is the knock on on the draft eligible player, that's not necessarily the end of our our interest. Um, then what, the next question we ask is, is he is he willing to work on it? Because you can correct skating deficiencies in a game uh you just have to have the right attitude about it and be willing and committed enough to put in the hours and the work to fix it uh you know not no one has a that plays hockey at this level has a physical inability to skate well that's something that you can you can develop and and, and coach in a player 
Uh, what you can't fix is their attitude towards how hard they want to try. And enough players have overcome skating deficiencies and gone on to to not only make it to the NHL, but have skating as one of the strengths in their game. So hopefully he's he's the latter and, and can and can address those issues. Um, and then he's good enough to to play. So a good, interesting player to watch for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too because he's he's a really smart kid. So uh, I, he can do a lot of good things on the ice with the puck. Uh, I really enjoy watching him. So uh, I'm hoping hoping for the best. And one interesting thing for this tournament is that uh, he has a long history with Patrick Puistola. They basically grew up together, played in the same teams. Uh, so. I'm really hoping those two get to play together at the World Juniors because their chemistry is just amazing. Seems like they they don't need, even need to look at each other. They always know where the other guy is going and they can make, make blind passes to that area where the other guy is going to. So I'm uh, really hoping to see those two get together at the World Juniors. Oh, really? That That is very interesting. And I'll, I'll be looking for that. And... Pistola is drafted by Carolina, and last year they showed that the Carolina Hurricanes are, are not afraid to use the Royal Juniors to scout overage players and then draft them the following summer because they picked a couple of, couple of Russians, uh, Schlepitz and Petr Kachkov, um, who looked really good in the World Juniors last year and were drafted as overagers by Carolina. So I'm saying there's a chance. If they, <laughs> you know, if they play together and, and look good together, um, I, I could see Carolina rolling the dice on a... On a guy like Christian Chance with a with a fifth or sixth round sort of pick, you know? Yeah, and they've been drafting a lot of Finns past few years. Last season, uh, last summer uh, they took Puistola and Anthony Honka and Tuukka Tieksola, so they really like the Finns. Yeah, they also have Lenny uh, Killinen. Yeah, did I say that uh, right? And a lot of other guys already in the <laughs> AHL and NHL level. So right, right, yeah, yeah. That's just in this tournament. So yeah. Right on. Anyone else on Team Finland, Yoki, that uh, you think our listeners want to know about or uh, that are fantasy relevant or or, or or have fun little stories? Uh, well, I think Antti Saarala is, is a possibility. I think he's mostly going to play an energy role, but he has some, some skill and he's a great skater. So if he can work on his his skills a bit more and, and his vision and passing, then he could be be sort of an interesting prospect. Uh, I think he was at like third round pick or something like that last summer. Chicago. Uh, yeah, Chicago. And and two undrafted guys who I think will play a big role in this tournament, uh, Jonas Oden and Emil Erholtz. Uh, so I think a lot of people will be interested in those two because they'll play a big role at the World Juniors, but I don't really see NHL upside there so just a word of caution that they they might look good at in the tournament but uh, they they have their faults you know I am a sucker for that thank you for warning me I watch the world juniors every year like everybody does and I fall in love with there's always one player that that kind of catches my uh, imagination uh, it's a long list of players you know, Max Freeberg is on that list. Jordan Tutu's on that list. Um, Martin Rui is on that list. And and most of the players are, you know, they're underdogs. And, uh, you know, I fall in love with them. And I maybe 
reach out and try and acquire them in my fantasy league, hoping that they uh, they can carry that magic that they captured at the World Juniors, that lightning in a bottle, and and carry it all the way to the NHL, and it seldom never does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a short tournament. Uh, it is when you consider the the whole season. So uh, you can learn some things from from the tournament, but uh, if you really want to know what they are capable of, then you need to follow them throughout the season to get a good understanding of the players that they are because you can you can get hot for two weeks and have an amazing chemistry with your line mates and put up great numbers uh, in a short tournament but that doesn't necessarily mean success in the future right and uh, rather than falling victim to that and reaching out and grabbing these these players and drafting them earlier than you should or trading better assets for them, flip the coin. You know, like have a have a player that has a, a breakout World Junior tournament if you own them on your roster, and uh, and use them as as trade bait. Um, that uh, that can be a really good way to speed up your rebuild or or find really good value in your in your fantasy league. All right, so uh, Yoki Nevalainen uh, is the head of European scouting for Dauber Prospects. He has been one of the best additions to the team at Dauber Prospects uh, since the site went live. Uh, thank you so much for, for giving me a little bit of your time and insight to talk about uh, the Finland preview for Dauber Prospects on the World Junior Tournament. And you can find Yoki uh, on Twitter at Yoki Nevalainen, J-O-K-K-E-N-E-V-A-L-A-I-N-E-N for all you Finnish challenged pronouncing and spelling uh, North Americans like myself out there. That's how you. That's how you'll find them on Twitter at Yoki Nevalainen, and you can find them on Dauber Prospects, of course, covering uh, Finnish and European prospects for the site and uh, recruiting some more talent for us as we ever expand across the pond. Um, so Yogi, thank you so much. And uh, I hope Finland doesn't repeat as a Canada fan and their gold medal defense. Um, you don't seem to think that they're a favorite. I'm a little bit concerned about them, mainly because they have a really good goaltender. Um, you know, short tournament, all you need is a hot goalie to win. And all this guy does is put up shutouts. So that's a little bit concerning. Uh, I hope you enjoy the tournament. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. My pleasure. All right. So more World Junior Preview tournaments to come on the podcast. Later on today, I'll be recording for Canada and Russia. And then uh, I might even possibly squeak in an interview for uh, a Team Sweden preview. Uh, so plenty more World Junior content to come up on Dauber Prospects. So hit the subscribe, hit the like, hit the five-star reviews. Give me, a, give me a share on social media, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the tournament. Merry Christmas. Thank you.